Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Kristen McElroy from ServiceBot. Kristen, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you for having me, Brad. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. Sure. I'm responsible for marketing, demand generation, and inside sales development at ServiceBot. We're a 50-person conversational AI and chatbot company headquartered out of Waterford, Ireland. We have offices in the UK and the US as well. And before ServiceBot, I worked in a variety of marketing functions, primarily demand generation, helping to grow a variety of small and medium-sized businesses that were eventually acquired by the likes of companies such as IBM, Pegasystems, and the most recent was a mobile application platform development company called Feed Henry that was acquired by Red Hat. And the current CEO of ServiceBot was also the CEO of Feed Henry. Over the course of my career, I have found it to be an excellent experience working at both small and large-sized businesses. Each provide a unique perspective that has helped make me a stronger and more well-rounded marketer. The small companies allow for direct involvement in overall company-wide strategy as well as marketing strategy, but then really force you to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. Each day of hands-on has really rooted me in lessons that I just could never learn from a book or a class or even the smartest marketer on the planet. And I have had the privilege of being raised from the ground up and working side by side with some of the most talented marketers that you'll ever meet. Small companies have also forced accountability and they require you to manage and measure every single dollar you spend, always with an eye on how those dollars can be connected back to revenue. While on the other hand, the large companies have provided awesome exposure to a much more diverse cross-section of thought, greater team collaboration, which requires skills, and of course, larger budgets, which means the ability to run and test a much broader set of campaign concepts and tactics. But the area that makes my heart sing in marketing and most excites me has always been demand generation. I love it because it combines creativity with science and math and has a direct correlation to revenue. My love for demand generation started back in early 2000 when I was a very young marketer. I was obsessed with a guy by the name of Brian Carroll. He was the CEO of a company called InTouch, and he coined the phrase, no lead left behind. And it really was a few of his original ideas that inspired my passion in this area and led me to the sandbox where I really started to build a framework in combination with sales and started hacking with testing and learning more on this front. So although there are many areas that are important on the demand gen side, the things that have really changed the foundation of how I operate and how the businesses I work for have approached demand generation include building a solid foundation of data that supports your ideal customer profile versus just buying and dumping lists into a database and spamming the world. And what's funny is when I hear marketing folks talk about email being dead and click-through rates on content and conversations or conversions being low, it really begs the question, what does your data look like? It's amazing when you actually build data to match your ideal customer profile 
and combine it with exceptional content, what happens to your engagement? Number two is crafting and agreeing with sales on marketing or buying process that intersects with sales process and includes a standard nomenclature and lead definitions that are used to help track where a lead is in the journey with your company. This really shouldn't be news to anyone, though. It's been pounded into our heads by serious decisions and many others. I will say it's easier said than done, and it isn't a one-size-fits-all project, meaning if one model worked in company A, sure doesn't mean it's going to work in your next company. And then really number three is building a sales development layer or multiple layers that work to support early stage or mid-funnel engaged leads, and hopefully they find their way deeper into your funnel. Totally. That's awesome. So can you tell me a bit about what you're doing at ServiceBot? It sounds like you're obviously you're a demand generation expert and that's that's awesome stuff. Could you tell the audience a bit about what ServiceBot does and what what your you know the market that you're serving and what your product is and all that? Sure. It's so much fun. It's super cool. ServiceBot, in a nutshell, helps businesses automate customer and employee engagements across various customer journeys. So everything from net new customer acquisition through to customer service and loyalty. We use chatbots and conversational AI, or said another way, natural language to accomplish this. So for instance, if you were to look at an insurance company, for example, we would work to help automate processes for new policy quotes, claims, customer service, complaints, or collections using a conversational interface or chatbot. And the goal is really to create an exceptional self-service experience for customers and increase productivity of human staff using automation while simultaneously removing costs out of the business. And it really is our goal, and this is what makes it really interesting in this marketing role, uh, to meet people where they are in their chatbot journey. Mm. Be it helping them with chatbot one or providing them with a platform to build and scale and orchestrate multiple bots across their business. And we sell to both IT and line of business stakeholders across a variety of sectors. Nice. I love that. So very cool space. You know, there's it seems like there's tons of stuff with AI and all this stuff in that space. And I love it. How do you go about doing marketing in this space? How do you go about doing demand generation? You know, I think you're kind of just walking the audience through some like best practices when it comes to demand generation, all that. I'd love to hear, you told me a really awesome story about a demand generation program that you ran. I'd love for the audience to just hear a little bit about that. And I remember you you were telling me about this campaign in which you reached out to, to businesses and it just got like super great results. So love to hear a little bit of that. Yeah, I'd love to share the story. Stories are really what to teach. So kind of to set the stage, marketing emerging technology, for those in the, in the audience that have never done it before, really involves a ton of education at the onset. It is so rewarding to see customers growing in their knowledge of the emerging market and keep turning back to us over and over again while on their buying journey as a trusted source of content and knowledge. That said, we can really never get too comfortable. New vendors and new ways of doing what we do show up at our front door every day. In fact, there's over 3,000 vendors in the chatbot space right now. Hmm. So in an emerging landscape like this, we often find ourselves having to reposition our company and our products as the market evolves and matures. 
it's really an astute practice. And we're actually in the middle of one of those repositioning efforts as we speak. Hmm. But to kind of get a little bit more deep into the campaigns, of you, as you suggested, I share information on being a small B2B company, a large portion of our marketing is homegrown, organic and personalized. And although I say we employ the strategy because we are smaller, it's a best practice that companies of any size should place at the heart of their marketing strategy. So again, to, to emphasize the core pillars of the strategy are really building and validating a great foundation of data and then mapping and building content to your ideal customer profile. Hmm. And then what we do is we employ a mix of outbound marketing overlay content, like our email newsletter, chatbot content we love, with personalized content at scale. And I think that's where you were getting at. Personalization has unlocked the doors to incredibly high levels of engagement. It is not always easy. It requires super clean and rich data, but it's worth it. And it's really a quality over quantity strategy. And for us, there's a variety of ways we personalize data and we are able to perform marketing campaigns that are personalized at scale. So the first is the easiest and shouldn't be new to most people listening on the phone. You can simply personalize subject lines with a first name or company, and you're going to get likely a twice as high engagement rate. That's mm. the easiest place to start. But building on that, using sales intelligence tools like Zoom Info, integrated with your marketing automation tool to dynamically sync real-time info around areas like tech investments, company-specific news, job changes, and then leveraging that information in weekly campaigns that use templates to pull in certain data points can be another fairly automated way of personalizing if you use the foundational emails that have been crafted really properly. However, where we find our highest levels of engagement and response are through a partnership we have with a company called Ubico. Ubico uses AI and their proprietary technology to help us build the foundational data set and then identify a highly personalized digital token related mm. specifically to the person. Mm. Or if that can't be found, about the company. So for example, their tech may find a blog that you published, a podcast that you spoke on, an event that you spoke at, an article that you were quoted in, or maybe it's just an announcement that your company is making an increased investment in AI. And then they pull that statistic and we leverage it in automated marketing campaign sequences. So we would use that digital token in the subject line or maybe in the first line of the email, but then the balance of the email would be more general. Historically, this type of work could also be done manually, but it would take tons and tons of time. So this is truly a breakthrough. And if you look at the response rates or the engagement rates on those personalized messages, we usually see between 20 and 60% click-through rate on content to a cold data set as compared to an industry standards of less than 1%. So another example of personalization at scale involved an experiment where we profiled 300 US insurance companies and ran an automated script whereby we submitted a customer service request via their help form or their help email on their support hmm. page. The request was pretty general in nature and something that should have been super easy to answer. And then we tracked how fast these customer service teams replied, if at all. We also tracked a few other details, and then we crafted a cool research report of the results. 
So you ask, how did we get that out there? Using personalization, we then split the responses into three separate campaigns. Those that replied fast, those that replied after four days, and those that didn't reply at all. Hmm. And we crafted three super personalized sequences at scale that called out the results in the subject line. We gently threw a little guilt at those that had a poor response, and we celebrated those that responded quickly. And then we marketed this to the C-suite, as well as line of business practitioners responsible for customer service and customer experience. And then really importantly, because this has to be closed loop, engagements are fantastic, but really what we want are conversions to first meetings. Yeah. To ensure that our inside sales teams had instant access to who was engaging and what they were engaging with, we built an integration that flows responses from Ubico campaigns through to our marketing automation tool. We happen to use HubSpot. Hmm. And then we synced that data to our contracted inside sales teams instance of salesforce.com. What this means is that an inside sales rep working on behalf of ServiceBot has instant access to an engagement and then they can strike while the iron is hot. And this really and truly ends up resulting in more engagements, but more importantly, in more conversions. I love that. That's so awesome. It's it's uh, such a sophisticated approach to demand generation. You know, I see a lot of companies will just kind of aimlessly reach out and, hey, you want to have coffee or something? And I love that level of sophistication. And it it's blows anything I've ever heard out of the water when it comes to demand generation. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's fun and it's also effective. And I can say that in the course of my career, I've seen a lot of different marketing campaigns run. And I think a lot of people grapple with how they can and employ personalization at scale and how that it really can go out, cut through the clutter and stand out in the eyes of their prospects and their customers. And it, it isn't easy. There's nothing magic about this. It takes hard work and really clean data. If your data set isn't sorted and organized, you're never going to be able to execute on these campaigns. But if I can share, we're a very small marketing team and we do this for about I would say 50% of our campaigns. And I have never seen higher engagement or conversion rates in my career. So mm. it's 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 fun and I'm proud of the results. That's awesome. So let's shift on to some advice that you'd give to other uh, marketers listening. So obviously you have a ton of experience with marketing, with demand generation. You've been doing this a while. For those that are maybe younger in their careers, what, what advice would you give to them with, with doing this, with growing in it, with uh, really ex expanding your expertise in this area? Well, young or old, experienced or inexperienced, I think there are some core things that marketers should always keep top of mind. Obviously, being relevant, being personalized and being contextual. And you see those in marketing slides all of the time. I'm hoping that I guess I just gave a few examples of how that can actually be realized. We aim to be the source of truth on everything that's new in our space and how to practical examples of how our customers can apply general knowledge and get it into action. We write exceptional content. And that is so critical. Don't just write content, write exceptional content and create tools that can be consumed and put into practice. 
And we also share our customers' stories and successes. And this Mm -hmm. is critical. That really is what gets us the most attention. This isn't rocket science, but sometimes people get overly complicated in their approaches. And and often it's just back to the basics. I'll say at the heart of, of what I do, though, on the demand gen front and what we do as a company, it cannot all be automated. And marketing and salespeople are leaning heavily, sometimes too heavily, on marketing and sales automation tools to spool out that content. In the world I live in that has extended buying and selling cycles, this is just not going to work. People are busy. They don't care about me. So finding ways, smart ways to insert myself or ourselves into their world using a combination of marketing and human touches even when they don't really need you right now, is so important to building a long-standing relationship. And what this hopefully results in is when they do need somebody, they turn to you when they're ready to buy. Totally. Meet people where they are on their journey. Don't send everybody the same content. Have that reflected in your content, the different stages of the journey. And again, I'm going to hit this again. It goes back to the ability to have an exceptional foundation of data and a deep, deep understanding of your target audience. Your customers are so much smarter than you think. And it will really serve you to do extensive market research and understand the assumption that your customers are doing their research too. Don't be lazy. Do the work and you'll reap the reward. Completely. So Kristen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Any last thoughts for the audience listening before we run? I do. So... As a young marketer, I learned something that's really become critical to who I am today and my brand. uh, And my passion is my brand. And someone said to me, be a student of what you love. Be a student of what you love. Don't be a student of everything, but own what you love and work on continuing education, connecting with peers to learn more about their experiences Uh, test and learn, test and learn, and work to continuously evolve, especially in our space as it changes so quickly. So that's really something that's important. And it's how I stay on top of things. And hopefully, um, it's what makes me effective as a demand gen and overall marketer. Love it. That's awesome. Hey, Kristen, this has been a pleasure to have you on, to have you on the podcast, sharing all your wisdom, insights, and knowledge here. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Brad. Have a great day. Thanks.